1: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you...
0: Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell.
1: Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. My goodness. Cool. wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas.
0: Hi, guys. We're not starting off with our standard ding-dong Las Culturistas calling because we are here to show you a little preview of what our Patreon episodes are like. So, for $5 a month, you can donate on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Culturistas. And um,
1: we're going to give you some great, specific content. Yes. And I'm Matt Rogers. And I'm the other host. (laughs) And when I speak on this podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race, it resonates.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why I went into that accent. Um but guys, we are talking about RuPaul's Drag Race season 10 all season long. In addition to our Vulture recaps, this is um really I would say slightly better than our recaps cuz we're having real-time conversations. We're realizing things as we're
1: talking about them. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say as the as Matt Rogers, the other host of the podcast who does uh the, the um Patreon as well, <laughs> that I think that it's really uh, very good. Yes. So thank you so much, Matt,
0: for that beautiful, beautiful, for putting beautiful words to that. Um, and uh, we hope to see you on Patreon. So enjoy this episode. This is us recapping RuPaul's Dragory Season 10, Episode 3. If you want more, check us out at Patreon. And I'm Matt Rogers. And this will be
1: Patreon. Bye. <laughs> Well, hello, you fools, queens, and thieves. It's another episode of Last culturistas Recaps RuPaul's Drag Race.
0: Um We're so sorry we've missed a couple of episodes, but we are so happy to be joining you guys again on Patreon. Thanks again for
1: donating. And to be fair, it was like the beginning of the season. We didn't miss much.
0: Totally, totally. We've we all had time to digest what's happening and... Speaking of what's happening, I'm really, really into this season already. Oh,
1: I love this season. Yes. I think this is a great season. I think we have amazing queens. Not a lot of filler queens happening here. Sure. I mean, this is this is competitive fish. If
0: the first queen out is already making giving providing the most entertaining meme of the year so far, yeah, that's huge. Miss
1: Angie, Miss, Miss Angie. I don't know if. I like it as much as everyone else seems to. I,
0: I'm just admiring how long it's been. It's been a full week and a half, almost two weeks yeah. since she's been eliminated. And this thing is still going.
1: It's c- pretty crazy. It makes me feel like she'll have a life after the show. Well, that's the thing. It's like... I don't think she's coming back.
0: Though. Well, yeah. I mean, like, friend of the show, Josh Sharp is like really trying to put out like the secret into the world of actualizing that she's going to come back by saying she's going to be a bring back. She's going to be a bring back. But like, if you saw her watch a packing with Michelle, like Michelle, like you can see the look in Michelle's eyes when she realizes like, Oh wow. You're so funny and charming. Yeah. Oh, I wish you could have, she literally says, Oh, I wish you could have stayed longer. And so yeah. like, that's telling you right there that like Michelle Visage, like they've shot the whole season. Like Vangie looks completely different. She's gotten like yeah. facial hair and a different hair color. Like this is post season. They're shooting this. And um, it's clear that she does not make a return
1: unless Michelle Visage is the actress of the the century, honey. And she would have to be. I think
0: Michelle is a very talented person.
1: I think Michelle is incredibly talented, and I love her as a judge. And anyone that doesn't like Michelle Visage, I think you really need to look within.
0: Look, and I'm I'm not I don't mean to name drop, but I'm going to name drop a little bit. I wrote. I wrote for logo some like fun ad copy that like she, Bob the Drag Queen, and Kassan from Fire Island um performed. And like I was on set for just a few moments, but like Michelle was just reading them cue cards, that prompter, like a fucking pro. She's she's an amazing person. Did talent. she
1: seem to enjoy the words? She that were did. Out of she her was mouth? she was
0: giggling at a few jokes and then she like punched up some jokes on set. She didn't know that I was like she didn't know who I was. I was just kind of standing to the side, but she was like, mm. she was like, how about this? And and the director was like, yeah, that's great. And I was like, yeah, that is better. Like, she is a total pro. There you go. There you go, honey. You think she would win Drag Race? I think so. <gasps> I think, honestly, like, I know, Michelle like... Michelle Visage. I know, like, people say that, like, it, you can't have the show without Rue hosting, but, like, in some alternate reality, like, she
1: would be an amazing host of the show. But you know what, though? Rue is the host, and Rue really doesn't judge. Michelle Michelle is the judge. Rue says, "Yeah, it matters what Michelle says." Rue doesn't say shit. Rue makes decisions based on what everyone around him says, and mostly Michelle.
0: The only time Michelle and yeah, even like I'm trying to think of the last like critical moment, like critical Rue moment that she's like really critiqued someone, and all I can think of is like Aja during the Studio Fifty Four challenge in All Stars Three. Where we was like, you know, the 70s weren't that long ago, which we've established to be false. Yeah. But that was even going off of, that was piggybacking off of something Michelle said.
1: Yeah. I mean, even this even this year, she said about Aquaria, it's very exciting. She's very exciting. Her f- drag is very future forward. And that was like something that you never hear. Yeah. Like you never hear Rugo go out of her way to be like... Except with um Yua Hamasaki, Dilly departed. Dilly she departed. did say a couple of times. She could really take a cue from the pageant girls about learning how to take a critique. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was probably like
0: Yua was fine and like, you know, she didn't you know, obviously she like made some huge missteps in this challenge, but like her biggest problem was that she talked back all the time.
1: Yeah. So, no, it was
0: weird. Yeah. I don't know if that's an edit necessarily. It could be could be, but like some of the stuff is like it's like
1: okay, but the judges were remarking on it. So. Yeah.
0: Right. And every I think Ross this week was like, she always has a clap back. Carson. Carson said that. Oh yeah, Ross wasn't there. Um
1: and then Michelle confirmed. She's like, it's always a
0: clap back. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Nico Tortorella's suit. Oh, that was fun. That was a really good suit. The grid, the white, the white grid. Yeah, suit. I yeah. was like,
1: oh my God, where do you think you got that? Oh, uh, top shop. Probably something really fancy. Yeah, fancy boy. Um. So you, uh, do we have any good feelings about her? Do we feel um, kind of whatever? I feel like she could have done more. Well, we. I mean, you and I like had a blast <coughs> making fun of how truly
0: like insane balls to the wall insane her interviews have been. Um. Before the show, uh. I don't know. She like she was giving you some cool like. Asian inspired looks that were that like are distinct from other Asian Queens on the show. Mm-hmm. She was giving you very elevated, like dowager empress fish. And like, that was cool. Like as a Chinese person, I was like, that is really cool to see. Actually. Like we haven't had a fully Chinese queen, which is different. Like, of course, from like kimchi, a Korean queen. Yeah. The references are different. The aesthetics are different. Um, obviously you as a very different queen from kimchi. I thought it was cool to see some like Chi Pao motifs, but like, I didn't think she had what it took to stay any longer.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think probably I'm looking at this list now, especially this year, it's such a competitive year. Like I was saying like calorie even. Yeah. Like in a weaker season, she
0: would have done better. Totally. But like you can say that like comparatively she is like she was positioned as like, you know, the Sasha Bell or uh, magnolia crawford of her season
1: she like, didn't come with the materials to win you know what i mean like that was her best drag outfit right like was that bodysuit, which maybe somewhere else is is like best drag but, but meanwhile like, she's very talented yeah no she's good yeah she's so. good she's certainly good queen i mean Great it's queen. just it's just like you we were saying it's tough to look at the list and say that's a competitive one right you know
0: and actually you know maybe her being an albuquerque based queen is different like she has different resources than all these LA and New York and Chicago based Queens, yeah. even the Southern Queens, I feel like might be more like they can pick up a rhinestone thing, like from the store. Cause all, all the women are doing it or yeah. something. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strong roster.
1: It's, you know, it's so strong. And actually like this, the strong Queens are kind of surprising me. Mm-hmm. like, I would never have thought that Cameron was capable of that right, runway. Me too. Like, I, I just obviously I don't know a lot about her because right. I really wrote her off. But then that Same. runway was good. That runway was like it reminded me of um, whenever Trinity K Bonet would struggle in the challenges, but then hit the runway in something yeah. fierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what like that bird runway, the feathers runway for Cameron was like. Pretty awesome. Yeah. It she was good.
0: And even like for a second, I was like, oh, well, that's too similar to Eureka's, but Eureka was giving you goth, but Cameron was giving you villain.
1: She was giving you like literal vulture.
0: Yes. Like fucking Charlie's in Snow White and the Huntsman.
1: Yeah. No, Looking she was giving you vulture, and Eureka was giving you kind of like, yeah, campy raven, like oh, a haunted goth, house. Yeah. Goth moment. Right. The, which the, I, I loved also the eyes. loved. I love the, the eyes. eyes. I loved, I loved, I thought, I kind of think Eureka had the
0: best look of the night.
1: I think that Eureka had the best look of the night, yes. I just think that Cameron was not far behind.
0: Right. No, I agree. Yeah. And they I they thought were very a lot similar. Of,
1: most of the runway looks were great. Same. I, mean, I thought this was a strong runway. Cameron was lucky because she was literally saved by it. Although I did know that Mayhem was going to be in the bottom. Sure. Because lit, I didn't care for her dress. Yeah. But her eyes were great, and her makeup looked great. Whatever. Like she she's an she's an amazing queen. It's just like the choices in this episode were so weird. Like the choice to just totally fade into the back of the commercial yeah. and not say anything or do anything. Right.
0: Right. Right. Um here's a thought like because you and i are both kind of disappointed with the best drag runway from last week
1: i just think it's it Yes, yeah, some of them just like obviously didn't sure. do the assignment well. but
0: i'm saying like like it's weird that like all their best drag looks like when there's no hard theme applied that like they kind of stumble and it's actually not probably not their best yeah but when there's this theme of like feathers i thought so many of the looks this week were amazing and it's like oh that would have been your best drag had it not been for this theme
1: right yeah i mean asia o'hara's outfit like (sighs) this week i loved i loved i loved it's so funny i really loved it and i loved it so much more than what she did for best drag yes because to me asia o'hara i've been not super on board with her the first few weeks because it feels so gaudy to me it's so pageant yeah, like yeah, yeah. her best drag was so much the color right the like makeup the like i don't know the hair like it was just red is so passionate to me the fact that it was a ballroom dress it looked like someone who was doing their like talent in a pageant yeah yeah, yeah. and i was just like not into it but now in this episode i feel like she got creative mm-hmm. and then when you see her looks outside of the show, like, on Instagram, and, like, what she wore in, right. like, the conversation with Sasha Valore. Like, she's got cool stuff. It's she's just got like cool stuff.
0: Her wigs are great.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I just... From what she's presented in the competition, besides this episode, when you put that up against what she's presented outside of the show, I'm like, it feels like we're not seeing your best, best, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do... I do like her as of this episode. Asian. Got it.
0: I'm still not totally sold. Like, the dress... I was dress was great i was fr- i was telling you i was frustrated that like the judges were like going gaga over this tweety bird reference they were yeah. like the reference the reference but it's like okay well monique gave you a cookie monster thing and you guys like didn't bat a fucking eye
1: yeah i mean my thing um I,
0: I, i'm just like griping about their no, treatment no, no, of monique. i
1: totally agree with you i mean it was weird it's weird how much monique is just getting kind of brushed aside this episode she got a lot of focus but i don't know like I think that Monique is definitely one of the better ones. Yeah,
0: she's so great to watch.
1: And it's weird to see her getting kind of an iffy edit.
0: Yeah, where you're not really sure where this is gonna
1: go. Like, did the show really think we were gonna go for, like, oh, Monique is really pushy in the director thing? I was like, I don't know if she's pushy. I just think she's helping. She's directing alongside Michelle and Carson. Carson because she's the team leader and, like, she came up with the Stuff
0: sure. I mean, I think some of the moments can read as micromanaging. Yeah, like when um, like when Mayhem was up.
1: I don't know. Mayhem was lost. The so Mayhem,
0: what Mayhem was lost, and like Monique was trying to give her like something to to use, but like it just looks like it's such an easy thing to be like, oh look, pointing at fucking Monique. She's being real micromanaging. Yeah, it's really weird. It's weird. It's weird. It
1: also, like I feel like there just as easily was a narrative of like Monique saying to camera mayhem is doing nothing mm-hmm. because like the whole episode mayhem was and catatonic. also that would have served the narrative better too because totally. she ends up in the bottom too. i just think they didn't get that like we, sort of like right. talking head from mayhem maybe that came came forward about why she was being so quiet i feel like we have to like, kind of guess that it was because she got chosen late exactly but she was, was shut no... down from
0: the beginning and you didn't really understand why she was like catatonic
1: yeah, it I was think it, it would have been nice to hear about that and for them to push that narrative instead of this Monique is bossy narrative. Totally. Because really all they were trying to do, and even Asia said Monique is a really effectively running her team mm-hmm. when they were working, putting their makeup on. And so for them to then turn it into like Monique's being too much, I thought was weird. I was like, yeah, but if you're not going to do anything... You're gonna end up in the bottom too, and then totally. so Mayhem did. Good thing she fucking killed the lip sync. Oh yeah. Although, like, there was a second where, like,
0: until the air guitar became too much on Yuhua, like, I was like, oh, like this isn't a total like open and
1: shut. I thought thing. it was pretty done deal from the beginning when she lifted her head up and started the, the whole song. I mean, she was, and then when she started plucking feathers that off, was I was cool. like, oh. her eyes were perfect her for it Her eyes were too. so
0: good for it. And what yeah. a great song, Celebrity Skin.
1: It was a great song. It was a great uh, week for guest judges. I thought Nico was very engaged. Yes. And I thought Courtney Love gave us great sound bites. Literally, she goes, she was, meh. I mean, I don't know. I
0: love Courtney Love's voice now. She's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. so sleepy, so funny.
1: We did see The Resurrection of Eureka this week.
0: Yes, which is great. She was so funny in the challenge. One
1: of the best runways we've seen
0: i i love that runway yeah and and she was funny in the challenge yeah girl we know <laughs> that is like michelle was right like that the fact that you could deliver that line and make it funny and memorable is great yeah and cracker was great cracker's like really 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 coasting on a lot of like goodwill good work
1: yeah cracker was not uh killing it on the runway though
0: yeah you don't think i,
1: I just thought it could have been exciting and it wasn't exciting i like literally don't remember what she even wore
0: She had she did the whole green blue thing. (laughs) It was a dedication to her best friend who passed away. Remember that she's like a dark wig on. She was doing and her voiceover during the runway was like, "I'm not doing a character this week, but the story behind this look is that um, the day after my best friend passed away, a a green and blue bird like landed on my window, like made a nest on my window, and I took that and this is a tribute to them.
1: Yeah, I guess the the look itself just isn't standing out to me. Sure,
0: and and this is the thing I was thinking about this today, like. I don't buy Cracker's whole self branding thing of like I'm crazy. It's like no, you're actually really polished and you always have, you're always very put together. Like, don't say you're crazy if you're not crazy. I think the
1: Barbie on bath salts thing is like a is like a misbrand because it's, it's like, mis- that's it's what like I'm saying. you're not you're not out of control. You're actually really smart and measured. And she's like, yeah, Bob's my drag mother. Oh, she goes funny runs
0: in the family, but like there was some other comment she made where she was like, yeah, I'm crazy, but it's like no, you're it's fine that you're not crazy because you're good unless there's something we don't
1: know i mean we've seen i mean we've seen her live like she's she's not crazy she's not not, that's not the narrative and no
0: i don't know bottom two for that maybe oh my god miss cracker liked my instagram of my instagram of me um with my easter ham that i made this weekend she did she liked it and i was like does she follow you i think she follows you too really i think she follows us because remember we, we saw her one night and like like we both went up on stage or something and like her her publicist I know
1: that it was like her manager Andrew Her manager was like you was guys like hitting us up.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it was like, Oh you and we were like, Yeah, we run this sketch group or something. Or like we were like, Oh we yeah, host that our was shows. back
1: then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And this was like years This oh, season I, me- I
1: remember the first time we saw Cracker. I never forgot her. Yeah, and then she yeah.
0: and then yeah, her manager was like put us in touch and probably ran her social media at the time yeah. and like followed us on Twitter oh, and I'm Instagram. Check. Cool. So um well we love um, cracker.
1: Yeah, Cracker, she kind of, like, was in the back of the narrative this episode. Um, But speaking of uh, stepping to the front of the narrative, I think we should probably talk about Dusty.
0: Dusty. Oh, my God. And I know that was, like... It was, I mean, yeah, like, I've been through this, I've been through this kind of crazy week with my parents where it was just, like, just old wounds sort of reopened Um, around, uh, uh, me being gay, and, like, we haven't really made progress, but it's it's okay, this isn't to vilify them, it's just, like, we there's still a lot of middle ground that we have to cover in terms of, like, understanding where the other person's, the other side is coming from. But, and I, like, I am very much in the zone of, like, wow, it's very specifically because they're immigrants, and it's part of the reason why, but I'm like, God, most white families are, um, you know, already have this leg up where it's like culturally, it's like there's there's more common ground to go off of and like this is so unique to me and like blah, 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 blah. I was being very solipsistic about it. But then to see Dusty like talk about this whole thing was so emotional. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is obviously not exactly what I went through, but like.
1: Quite similar. Quite
0: similar. Like I went to a fucking conversion therapist and like my parents were like, like my dad, yeah, the way I came out the first time was, like, my parents found something on the computer. And, like, as soon as Dutchie said that, I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, already on board. I was already, like, wow, I already relate to this so hard. And then to hear, like, the parents' reaction and then the conversion therapy and that fucking pastor, I was, like, Jesus. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself, the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night with this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said.
1: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is
0: back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
1: it really 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 He really painted hit. the image. He, it, it was, was scary. so
0: so well yeah. rendered and so well described and communicated and I and it like what it, it, I got so emotional. And I texted you as like yeah. I was like holy shit Dusty this week. Yeah. And you were like don't say anything else. I was like okay, but just so like you know it ticks back. I
1: was surprised by what I saw. Yeah, I th- I, w- I thought it was like gonna be like a basic emotional breakthrough, like in terms of her drag or something. But it was that, and um, it was
0: that, and I was because like, I,
1: I I saw like when Blair was talking about how close she is with her mom, which is great, which is beautiful. Yeah, and they I l- cut to Dusty. Yeah, and yeah, they cut to Dusty, who was like looking over, and like that piqued his interest.
0: But I love that Dusty that the that the Dusty's takeaway wasn't bitterness. It was I'm really happy to see. B- people like blair have supportive families yeah. it wasn't like well blair's advantage because she has a supportive family it's like no this actually is good and it makes me happy and like yeah. that because i oftentimes will come away with like a bitterness where i see very like beautifully open supportive families and i'm like god damn i don't have that i never will um but to have to see dusty like walk away from that and be like that's really beautiful yeah was like really powerful for me so yeah, I, and you know, I've read Dusty for filth <laughs> on the yeah, pod, I but mean, like, but like now, like I kind I mean, like I don't have to be the biggest fan of her drag, but like as a person, I'm like, oh, thank you for like showing me this. Yeah. Thank you for this. Sh- I'm grateful that the show is able to show me yeah. this side of her.
1: I mean, seconds later, the runway was like a five. Sure. I thought,
0: yeah. I thought everyone, I I thought everyone was great this run, right? That that's just me. I yeah, was
1: I don't know. There was just like too much. Like whatever was hanging down from Dusty's arms, I was like, it just seems too much to me. She was, but it was doing like good a, in the challenge.
0: She was doing like a poison ivy fish. She had like red hair. Yeah, green yeah, feathers. I got it. I liked it. I was into it. It was different. It wasn't like it was I have a to lo- watch it again. It was a lot of like whites and blacks and like your standard colors, but like I I appreciate when people like went all out with like the colors of the feathers. Yeah. Or went
1: all in with the concept.
0: Totally. Totally. Um,
1: I actually really kind of liked, uh, the Vixen's runway look this time. It was good. I liked the way like she was working on, on the runway. Totally. Um, I liked, uh, I pretty much liked it from head to toe. I thought it was a fully executed concept and like sort of an A to C on the theme. You know what I totally. mean? Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. The theme was feathers, but you know, she didn't come out there and do a predictable feathered look like someone say Blair right. did. Exactly. You know, she was, she's praised her on the runway, but I think that has a lot to do with her face because her, she
0: looked beautiful in her way because
1: her dress was not all that. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah. looking at the Vixens dress and Blair's dress, I think the Vixens dress was more impressive actually.
0: Sure. It was very well structured in architecture. Yeah, um, let's talk about the vixen since we're talking about her.
1: Listen, the vixen has been she she mixing wa- it up, and it's by her own
0: volition, and like she she's very deliberately doing and behaving in this way, and it's. Not good or bad, it's just very like It's just the
1: way she is. It's just the way she is. She's
0: confrontational. She's confrontational, but like it gets to the point where it's caustic. Like yeah, she is oh. she's she's like getting the fear in Aquaria's eyes out. She's like really trying to freak Aquaria out. Yeah, no, she's
1: trying to intimidate her yeah. for sure. It's a it's I a mean, bullying. Almost. And she knows it, and she cops to it in this episode. Yes. And she even says repeatedly, like, well, I can get to you, so I'm going to. To the point where Aquaria leaves the room. And then the other queens tell her, like, maybe this is not necessary. Right. And she's like, no, actually it is. Which and it's, is just, like, it's just a worldview that is like, okay, bitch. It's like, uh, if that's what you want, I mean, you can choose to take the ribbing that all the queens give each other and somebody said something about your wig that you borrowed for your best drag. If you want to take that yeah. and really attack based on that critique mm-hmm. you can do it that way but you could also take it as just like yeah girl like you didn't have your own wig for your best drag look like it's you're worthy of being read
0: for it exactly and it's like okay well if you if you if you want to dish out all this like aggro like learn to take it dude like
1: I, you know what's funny too is it's just like aquaria was like you didn't use your own wig for best drag and then v- vixen goes well actually i did have my own wig for it and then she was like, "So what?" And then I wanted to be like, "What do you mean, so what?" Then no. the answer is, "Then why didn't you then wear why didn't that you wig?" Use your own fucking wig? And then Monique was like, "Oh, the vixen just shut Aquaria up." I was like, "That's no, not what didn't. I saw."
0: It's like, oh, the vixen's being like painted into this corner where she doesn't really know what to
1: say. I mean, it looked like someone like reading appropriately, and then someone respound- responding back like. Really? Well, no, angry. You're, you're wrong. Yeah, like yeah. it was just like it was like I don't know, you know, and like it wasn't. It's not anger. It's just like it's just like it's reactionary to the point where it's like unnecessary. It's like um, it's like
0: what it's like what aboutism, you know? It's like when people are like it's it's what aboutism, which is like re- reminiscent of like Soviet Russia and Trump, where it's like you criticize someone and they're like, "Well, what about this thing?" Yeah, and like that is literally the definition of what aboutism. I'm not saying Vixen's really doing that, but she's just like. That's not true. Like she's completely discounting what you're saying with no with nothing to back it yeah, up. Yeah, there
1: there wasn't I think the reason why it seemed like Aquaria was shut up is because like there was nothing to say back. Right. It just wasn't like you know and then at a
0: certain point it was just the vixen being like a bully being and just getting in someone's face and being like, Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna intimidate you yeah. until you leave.
1: And then she did. So she got what she wanted. But luckily, um you know, I mean, look, the Vixen backed it up for me this week. Yeah. Like like the look the, the look great. was good. And she was great in the challenge. She wasn't great in the challenge, but she she didn't lose the challenge. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, what I mean, like she didn't have that much of a part whatever. I, I mean, thought,
0: but I just thought her wearing the sandwich board and being like this doomsday person was like really funny.
1: I think we can get used to seeing the Vixen. That's definitely I mean, they're going to they're going to keep her around. I think 6 more weeks at least. Yeah. To be honest, sure. Like I think probably like gonna stay around, and I think it will end with an Aquaria versus the Vixen, Vixen lip sync,
0: and not necessarily an Aquaria. Not, Cracker Not one. Cracker.
1: I think that's over.
0: That's not gonna stick for very long.
1: I just think it's over. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. like I don't. I don't think people care anymore because now I think Cracker is gonna be like, oh, people think I'm copying her. I'm gonna do the opposite thing as she does every single week. Sure. Well, we we can say that Cracker versus Aquaria was
0: the precursor to Aquaria versus Vixen. Yeah, absolutely. With, with I that, mean, it without, set the
1: scene for that. Without that, you didn't have the other. Um, I just, I don't know. Of, of course, Aquaria versus Vixen, like, that's a tough one because it's like, you, you, it, it's, it's a tough one because it could potentially become tough, like, socially, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. have this like, really young like white cis sort of like attractive like sort probably wealthy uh, for, has like a lot of means because of the instagram following everything the kid white gay kid from new york going up against this like woke protest south side of chicago someone who's more of a performance queen like I mean, comes from drag in that area like definitely, so to see definitely those hard. two things in conflict that's it's hard it's disappoint you know i don't i don't necessarily i'm not looking forward to that yeah well
0: I mean, I mean, it's it might be worthwhile to just observe, yeah. As all of those things are, I mean, you wish they didn't happen, but
1: right. Anyway. I also, what Aquarius, look this, this, um, this this runway was. It, I thought it was a really nice, strong choice. I you yeah. just never can see it winning. You I know? know Aquarius always like it's always great, but it's yeah. never like it's never like you know what eureka came out in this week
0: right i did love her best drag look that, was great. Dick, the, that the, was great though that was great the concentric nose rings was gorgeous yeah um, but then
1: i was watching um i was watching uh Tudor boot mm-hmm. um or fashion photo review which yeah, they really yeah, should yeah. just call it Tudor boot right um but uh they raven was like i'm so tired of the two big nose rings like apparently it's been a thing sometimes
0: raven just says bullshit and i'm like shut up raven yeah raven like has such a chip on her shoulder like she she hates sasha she used to hate bob like she like is just i don't think raven's like a great person (laughs) well i don't (laughs) heard it here first
1: i guess i like her on the show but um you know all right so who i have left here is monique monet and blair you know monique I thought she looked amazing on the runway and was good in her challenge. I love Moonbeam. I, I, like, I guess, to be honest with you, you have to kind of assess like what the team did because she was the team leader, and that commercial was not good. was bad. So it was kind of a little bit of... um, She got lucky by not being judged on the runway.
0: Sure, but it just sucks because... I mean, like, last week was absolutely this weird hit job, and now it's like, oh, well, then to have yeah, that... Yeah, let her get this week. Yeah. To have that be confirmed by, like, oh, she actually didn't do well this time, it's like... It sucks because it's like, oh well, those other those other times don't
1: count. House guests and house, house visitors. visitors our house visitors and house guests. So funny! I thought it was so funny. Also, <laughs> these huge big titties those that t- she's doing that are like foam pillows. Titties. What
0: is going on with that? I don't know, but she seems to think that they're. And the judges she, think it's funny. So sure, why not? But she they, those were recurring breasts. Recurring. <laughs> recurring breasts honey
1: recurring breasts okay um, monet. let's talk about monet so uh you have an interesting take you think monet's stock is plummeting a little bit yeah
0: i was talking to friend of the show friend of the pod sam schloss and we're both like okay she's coming
1: up with the same like bob wigs does, every does seem very uh repetitive she gives you the kind of short wig every time yeah short wig you know glittery like
0: sequined rhinestone thing like two red looks in a row her best drag was red her feather look was red too i believe and and if you look back on the sponge dress like some of the execution the execution was not all the way there
1: well i like the sponge dress because i think it was interesting to watch It's very inter- my, it's a my, great concept uh, as, if you're interesting you go a long way with with me at least when it comes to the looks but like Monet, her dress this time was just not interesting. It's not interesting. She didn't try to win. And I'm saying,
0: in the challenge, too, like, I get that she was, like, leading the charge, but, like, she she got lost by, like, Asia, by all these other people, by Aquaria, and
1: definitely not Yuhua, but, you know, it's like... Also, the thing is, like, these people who do the voiceovers are, like, the narrators. Um, They don't know no. how to make those exciting at all. No. It's
0: just, like... Talk to the people. Talk to the people. Make it funny. That's why it was great that Blair's team didn't really have a narrator until the very end, where it's like it starts with like an anecdotal thing of like she's just walking down the street. Like it was a narrative until boom. Yeah, let's talk, let's do voiceovers. I have
1: to be honest. I was a little surprised to see Blair in the top three. Yeah, like, I didn't think she was that good in the challenge. I mean, maybe her team was the best and she was the leader, and so that's why she sure got there. But she was just kind of like acting her part well you know what i mean it wasn't like a winning totally but she
0: was like fun opposite Eureka and cracker
1: being like oh my god you know like that was fun it was definitely fun i just thought like i don't know it it just it it was bizarre to me to see her in the in the tippy 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 sure
0: yeah and the dress is elegant it's okay but it was fine yeah um and then finally we have oh no that's blair that
1: was blair that was it i mean so we have asia o'hara win the week um we had mayhem and yuha in the bottom three mayhem slays bottom two, yuha yeah. bottom two yuha with that lip sync um and yeah and now where do you think we stand it's been shaken up a little bit because well, truly like we thought mayhem was a front runner maybe well this is i mean like I've,
0: I've said this about a lot of seasons like seven especially um and even nine but like this is like not a filler queen in sight, because Cameron Stocks rose way up for me.
1: Yeah, it's pretty even.
0: It's really even. And, it, and there's still like 12 queen. There's like 11 queens
1: left. You have to think about like, if they're going to be an- eliminated for simple things, then what is the s- weakness of every queen? For me, Mayhem, I think she just might not be like a superstar.
0: She's not a performer. She's, I- she's not going to like hold your attention at a show.
1: Yeah, to me, she's not like screaming out. You know, She doesn't grab your attention, you know, the way that someone like... Um, Alyssa does or Katya does or like you know any of the like stars of the show right like even like people you remember like Laganja you know they get your attention yeah 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 like that's what makes you a star of one of these shows and Mayhem is kind of just like good at what she does and we know where she comes from right but if you if you put Detox next to Mayhem Eh, Mayhem would fade away yeah 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 um so then you've got Dusty who again might just might not have the star quality but it's good but it's good I think like Blair is interesting. I think Cameron can't act and perform, and will get nomi- get get nominated get eliminated for that. Vixen, I think, is someone that like might have some like trouble later 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 on like just really bringing the looks i think the looks are gonna be a something also like you get this is she super dexterous in performance like in terms of acting sure sure like or is she gonna give you the same thing every time i'm sure she can turn an in incredible lip sync, yeah but you know and then miss cracker she's pretty amazing all around monet like maybe isn't showing us what she can really do aquaria maybe performance will be an issue yeah although aquaria
0: has been like solid at like she's doing good. Like she was great, and she was great in this challenge on a performance level, and she was fun in the in the lip sync um, extravaganza yeah. on episode two. Like she's, I don't think she's like a bad performer, and I came wow. into the season being like Aquaria, oh god, like she's just an Instagram queen. I'm sure no, she's. She's pretty good. She's a performer. She like does. A lot. She does. She's a solid live queen. Yeah. Um. I'm, who do you think's out next week? Oh, that's tough. Um, I could see. Ugh. I mean, like, Monique's just, like, skating down the middle, and I'm worried for her. Um, but I can also see... Honestly, I mean, Cameron's been skating down the middle, too, even after this week. So I don't know. I, I'm saying it's like we have 11, 11 evenly matched queens. And, like, that's that's huge. Like, yeah. it doesn't actually whittle down to, like, an even field until, like...
1: No, we're going to be set to see people go. Yeah, we are. I would say right now, leading the charge for probably going to be out is... Probably Cameron, only because we saw a big weakness here, which is that she's not really like a super performer in terms of acting, and you know, she's not gonna make thing. it. She's not gonna make it past Snatch Game. I don't think. No, I don't think we'll see a Snatch Game. Yeah. that's that's we're, we might not even see Snatch Game from some people that would kill it. Oh yeah, I hope that's they sure, I like hope Monet. they do it for more people.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think I, I hope they do it
1: earlier. I hope we see it with eight people or maybe even nine.
0: Yes. Okay. So Matt, do you want to end uh, uh, end with a? Um, I have complicated feelings on this. I have complicated on feelings on this. Yes.
1: Um, sure.
0: Okay, great. I can start, too. You start. Like me too. Okay, great. Here you go. This
1: is Bowen Yang's. I have complicated feelings on this, and his time starts now. I have
0: complicated feelings on when the show still goes on, even when RuPaul is clearly sick. Yeah. What the hell was going on this week? I have complicated feelings about RuPaul not being in tip-top shape. I know that she takes care of herself very well. She hikes every morning. She meditates for hours every single day. If RuPaul is sick, if RuPaul cannot speak, if it, if she's suffering as she's talking, um, I say call off the call off the day. You know, everyone deserves a sick day every now and then. Even Mama Ru. Thirty seconds. So I have complicated feelings on the show, trying to very, um, you know, very uh, uh, just overtly. Cover up the fact that he's sick and like ADRing and dubbing over his voice. 15 seconds. Um, in the mini challenge. And God, that main stage was really tough to watch. Rue was towards suffering the end, towards the she end. Was, yeah. She was really withering. So, five, Rue, I hope, I'm sure, and this was months ago, but I hope you feel better.
1: And that's one minute. Okay. Listen. um I thought it was so weird, too. It was so distracting that she was not feeling well. So distracting. I'm actually not feeling well right now. And I said to Bowen, oh, Rue is, like, acting how I feel right now. No. Uh, I'm on a lot of bandage people. All right, I'm ready.
0: Okay, this is Matt Rogers'. I don't have complicated feelings about this. His time starts now.
1: I have complicated feelings of when they pick the teams. Yeah. Because, uh, for a show that's supposed to facilitate, like, positive vibes and everything and inclusion, it's like... Why would you feature something that's so like evokes a painful memory yes. for a lot of people which is like being picked last? I love this. Uh, like honestly, uh, every time some queen gets picked last, it just makes me feel like oh this is a juvenile part seconds. of the show that is only there to exacerbate drama that we don't necessarily need. Like Project Runway they do this thing where they pull um they pull like stuff out of a bag like oh the bag is here like now we know a team is going to be randomly chosen uh, because like i don't know it's just more respectful 15 seconds. I-, I just don't know if we need it i think we could randomly assort the team's um, and you'd still be able to get the dramatic pairings that you want because you go back and produce it like you could five seconds rig it a little bit whatever but having them pick is mean and it reminds me of a bad time so I have complicated feelings about that. Thank you that's
0: one minute that was gorgeous Matt. thank you I
1: totally agree with you and I hadn't really
0: thought of it and that this way. is the
1: second week in a row they did it and I was like
0: oh God. and like, where it's clearly affecting people's moods and
1: mayhem I think it dictated the whole her whole day and Eureka was picked last last week too. Yeah, and then it started a whole chain of events there. I don't know. I guess that then it does get them worked up and emotional, so sure, why not? But I just feel like it's a emotional terrorism that I don't know that, that like, That is
0: very specific is to, necessary. like, yeah, very specific to people being gay.
1: And it really resonates with people who, like, probably stood around in gym class their whole life long or pick last for being, here. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, for being effeminate or being not good at sports. Like, yep. That was like always like an anxious me, 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 moment. Me, 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 me. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway,
0: uh, I have complicated things about that. Well, okay. Well, then uh, we hope you guys have lis- enjoyed listening to our Patreon episode. We're so glad to be back. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Look forward to more. Look forward to more and sp- with some varied content. Ha. Ha ha. So ha. everyone wish Matt uh, to feel better.
1: Oh, well, it's just a little stuffy nose and runny runny, like, posting his Accept the love. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Forever.
0: You deserve that. Try new bubbly burrs.
1: Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe and my
0: podcast Climbing in Heels is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist.